In today's ride, we must talk about BANT, Budget Authority Need and Time Frame. Something that has been discussed, debated, argued, bettered, reduced, removed, and contorted in multiple ways to close a sales cycle or to qualify a deal or an opportunity. So let's try and deep dive into BANT and figure out whether it still holds good, whether you need something else, and so on and so forth. This topic has been requested by many of my listeners and one such listener is Mr. Balgari. I hope I'm not mispronouncing your name, uh, uh, so my apologies. But Mr. Balgari says, with regards to prospecting, he wanted to hear my thoughts on whether one should always keep in mind BANT while qualifying a particular opportunity or are there other smarter ways of qualifying them? Goes on to say, we all have been traditionally using BANT score, which is a decent framework. Some of us have our own personalized set of qualification questions that we ask while qualifying an opportunity. And so therefore, is there a framework or an approach or a set of questions that you typically use when qualifying an opportunity? So let's dive in and address BANT a little more deeper. Hello and welcome to Bus Talk, a podcast about your work-life balance or the lack thereof, where we do simple talk in the world of complex commentary, the life around work and sundry. It's for those who need support in strife stuck in the traffic of work life, hoping to find a method to the madness, joy in sadness, clarity in confusion and sanity in this commotion. Welcome to Bus Talk. You know, the Murphy's Law states that when you want to start recording a podcast, the neighbor's dog will bark the other neighbor will start to drill, the pressure cooker whistle will go off, and so on and so forth. (laughs) That notwithstanding, bear with the background noise if you hear any for this talk. But I just thought it was important that we get on with the band conversation and see if we could get some thoughts around it. So, Mr. Belgari, to your query, I'd start off with the standard disclaimer. Do whatever works. If something that you've been trying is working well for you, please continue doing that and discard any suggestions, recommendations, thought processes, tips and tricks and ideas from people who do not have a direct insight into your business, into your actual state of the union, right? So, and and that's something that I am very mindful about and not just referencing one particular person, but this is to all the listeners that it's not possible for one size to fit all in sales, right? So therefore, always remember whatever works. That said, in the pursuit of whatever works, we often struggle. We often come across situations which, despite our best efforts, we don't get the best results. So in times like these, one tries and explores two or three ways and means to see if you could do it differently, 
could we have done it any differently to close the deal quicker faster or if you lost the deal what is it that you did that upset the customer or did you not follow the sequencing or does the sequencing matter at all so you start to question the sales process around you right like they say you know when you don't close deals you become philosophers and when you close deals you are at the bar partying so these are for those people who have tried their particular methodologies and at some point find it not as effective and so this is just to see if you could try something different i mean explore if it works for you let me share a couple of thoughts around band and to share that let me give you an exercise and visualize this exercise if you can so i want you to do this exercise and you can pause the podcast think about the answers and then resume listening so try this exercise and see if it makes sense to you so the question is sell this phone to me and you can visualize two cell phone manufacturers so the customer is a ios apple phone user so the customer already has an iphone and you you guessed it you are a samsung smartphone seller so the samsung smartphone seller is trying to sell the galaxy s20 or whatever the model take both high ends right so the iphone 12 max pro max versus s20 so this person is trying to sell the s20 to the iphone pro max 12 customer and the question is sell this phone to the iphone customer and listen carefully without talking about price benefit or features yes you heard that right sell the phone to this customer without talking about price benefit or feature now this is the time where you pause think about the answer and then resume listening okay i'm guessing you did that exercise and if you didn't nevertheless you still get to hear the answer so when i posed this question in one such interview the prompt objection from the candidate was how do you sell a phone without talking about price benefit or feature i said why don't you think further and what could you have done if you could not talk about price benefit or feature so he went blank and so i pressed further and i said listen if you can't move forward can you move backward in time let me explain what i mean by that if you gave a particular feature from samsung saying look we have great resolution great camera great speed of apps loading what's the common rebuttal you will get from the customer oh iPhone does that too isn't it for every benefit that you get or give to the customer you get a counter benefit well this is possible here also if you share any particular feature you also get a counter feature well this is also available in the iPhone device so what is the net outcome of this conversation that we are all set i don't think i need your product or service or solution as the case might be you can relate accordingly if you give a benefit he will give a counter benefit and so you don't get to sell the deal does not happen it becomes an ego battle it becomes a clash of features if you will and the net result is you do not close the deal so then what do you do well i can 
give them a better discount. Now, this is the biggest trap most salespeople fall into. They use discount as a hook to close the deal. And it has become such a vicious cycle in the industry, in the customer landscape that we understand that all deals will have discounts. You know, it is a natural thing. It's like breathing air that, yeah, if it is, if I'm going to pay money, then I'm going to ask for a discount. And hence the famous Indian bargain, uh, you know, in also known as haggling culture that is prevalent at all landscapes. Please don't think that this is just relegated to a small shop in some corner of the city. This happens at all layers and all places. So oftentimes, and I'm, and I'm digressing a bit, but when some of us travel abroad and you bargain, can you give this $10 cheaper? And the guy goes totally blank, right? Like, what is he talking about? You know, and then we realize that some of the things that work here don't work elsewhere. And so it sets for a spiraling conversation where the lesser price that you offer, and that also doesn't guarantee you the deal, right? If your product costs $10 and you offer it at $8, does it guarantee you the deal? No, you hand over the control of the deal to your customer and he will go shopping to town to see whether he can get a $7 deal. If he gets a $7 deal he'll and you press for a close, he will therefore come back and say, why can't you give it to me at $6? And you know the drill, how it eventually closes. And so yes, in we see, and when I say, you know, we, I mean, all of us have been party to situations where we have offered obscene discounts, like 60% discounts, 40% discounts, 30. There is, in fact, we had settled to a yeah, 20, 30% discount is quite normal. You know, it's a strange analogy. It's like when job seekers negotiate for their salary for the next or a new job and the recruiter asks, so how much do you expect? He says, usual 30% more. And I go like, so who prescribed 30% more? Is this the you know, National HR Association of India? If there is any body like that, did NASCOM recommend 30% more? 30% more is basis what? He says, it's an industry standard. Like that is basis what? Who did this industry standard? And so many candidates sometimes under leverage, they could have probably done a 50% more. And you know, there's like, nee, nee, nee. They, they themselves are in doubt. How can I ask for 50% more? It's like, why not? If you're a good resource, you know your worth and you know that you can make an impact, then why not? But I'm digressing. So I'll keep that conversation aside. But I'm that, the reason I share this analogy is because the same goes for discount. You know, like, yeah, 30% discount is normal. That's what we ask or 20% discount is normal. It is not normal. That is why Apple is one of the most profitable companies in the world, right? Why is that? Have you ever heard an Apple product being discounted 30%? I'm guessing not. And if you go back in time, if you think yeah, Apple is an exception, da, da, da. if you go back in time, think of Sony. Sony back in the days, in its prime time, never had a big margin. If you talk to the discount and think of home theater systems and what have you, they said that the, we don't get much margins in Sony. So there is no 10-15% discount there. And so what is the net of the story? The net of the story is if you go down this topic of closing a deal only via price, will it secure the deal for you? In times that we live in and how the state of the union is, 
that seems to be a strategy many many people deploy to at least keep the ball rolling so they think that let me at least close this deal at 30% some other deal i'll close it at 10% then like this i will cross over my forecast or my number and that's how most of the industry largely works now if you circle back to our discussion of the samsung seller trying to close this deal what could you do to not fall in this trap in the first place or if you can't totally avoid it is there a way that you could minimize it in some measure by some measure so here's the solution here is let me not call it a solution here is a suggestion try this so where were we the situation was the samsung guy is trying to sell a phone to the iphone user or the iphone customer and you cannot talk about price benefit of feature for the reasons i mentioned earlier so try this the next time instead of moving forward go back in time what is how do you go back in time here are the list of questions so mr customer or ms customer how did you arrive at your current systems environment in the first place let's take you back 3 years what was your vendor evaluation process what were the trigger points that you had to purchase new software or hardware what were the three or four things that prompted you to select a particular software application or hardware or product or whatever if price was taken away what are the other things that made you choose a particular vendor so if i were to put the reference to context so when you decided to choose iphone as your next phone i'm guessing you had a phone before iphone what made you switch what were the three reasons that made you switch to iphone is no i had iphone before that so go even further back what made you switch to iphone from your previous phone right and you get the drift right so try and understand the root cause of choice yes you might say that he will only say price 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 address that objection and take it off the table and say if we take price off the table can you give me can you share the three reasons why you chose to be in the or in the current systems environment or the current state of the union you made some decisions what was the decision making process who were involved what were the challenges that you came across so you see you are asking all, all historical questions instead of future oriented questions so what does this do to you it gives you factual data of the customers mindset their psyche their psych their decision making process their mentality towards purchase and that is valuable data so how do you therefore move forward with this data so for example the customer said look i bought an iphone from say a motorola because i love the interface i love the fact that it was a lightweight fast phone and i like the look and feel i'm just simplifying so these are three reasons why i like it so you as a seller therefore ask so mr customer has anything changed if you were to purchase another phone because typically the average life cycle of a phone is say 24 months so in the next purchase by the time you do the next purchase first of all can you at least share when will you be in a position to reevaluate your next purchase mm-hmm. that's one number 
in the process leading up to your next purchase will these three criteria which you had to choose this phone remain the same or will you change these three thing and add something new so oh, yeah yeah those were features that worked then now i will try and add see if the games work well if the compass is more accurate and all that okay so mr customer what you're saying is you will and you will first check for the existing three criterias that of look and feel feature fast or whatever and you will add these two additional features so these five will be the reason for you to buy a new phone is that a fair assessment and the guy goes yeah that that's pretty much it and price of course yes yes we'll absolutely come to the price but these if price were to be kept aside these are the five business criteria which you will assess before you purchase the next phone is that correct that's correct now my follow up question to that is if samsung were to offer the same i'm not saying better was this thing same criterias all the same features like you said would you be open to considering samsung or any other alternative which offer the same criteria would you be open to it as a comparative uh yeah but the price will determine that's what the customer will says absolutely again let's keep the price aside would you be open yes if he says no end of conversation and how what happens after that if he says no 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 i'm i don't think i'll move away from apple even if you offer better features and lesser price then the answer is they are not your customers move on one of the smart things you can do is you know if you take a train journey from say bombay to delhi and i know some of you must have not done a train train travel in a long while but think about it so bombay to delhi and you reach nizamuddin which is a station just before the delhi station and realize you're in the wrong train it would be such a waste of time isn't it you'd rather figure out in bombay or just in the, if you have reached the first station that you are not on the right train get off it and take the right one so what i'm trying to say here is in your sales cycle on a scale of 10 one is finding an opportunity and 10 is closing an opportunity don't travel the distance basis assumption till stage 8 and realize that oops this is not my customer the whole idea is to understand by stage 1 or stage 2 whether this customer is worth pursuing your interest is it worth your time and if it is not then move on how much of the market have you covered seriously so ensure that you figure out who's not your customer so this if the customer says no no i won't be open it doesn't really matter so you exit the call or meeting saying well thank you for your time and patience i have a better understanding of your historical decision making process and your affinity towards sticking to your current systems environment and i really appreciate that the point is let me leave you my business card and uh, touch points and i'll perhaps circle back in 8 months time and see if anything has changed and then and then we can have a brief discussion if that's okay with you so keep the door open don't like shut the door when i say close the customer doesn't mean because the guy might not be there in 8 months right there could be another guy who would be a pro samsung guy so you have to keep that in mind right so keep the door open saying that let me circle back to you in 8 months time or 10 months time or 6 months time what have you and then say thank you and exit but 
in the event he says yep i'd like to take a look then you say that's a foot in the door for you right is it great so feature to feature they are going to be equal if you want to talk about pricing we are not going to be the cheapest company of the block you are an iphone user so clearly you understand that a feature phone or a smartphone which is the top of the line will not offer amazing discounts i'm trying to see how i could help you solve a business problem you get it from an it standpoint right it could be hardware software so at that stage when i have so much of data with me of the past how they made a decision how they chose a vendor what were the pricing policies who were the decision makers what made them evaluate and select a vendor press upon that and how you are different from the previous competitor that well and then from a pricing standpoint that if all features are equal and if you see that there is absolutely no difference that i can bring to the table then the pricing cannot be very different either and so the guy goes well if the pricing is not different features are same then why should i switch to your phone well that is where you will have to do the homework in advance that if you manage to get the customer remember he was in negative you brought him from negative to neutral which is negative to zero now from zero to positive one what is that delta difference do you bring as an organization that is a homework that you should have done before the call that if i manage to get the customer to neutral grounds where he is at least open to viewing my product or service here is the clincher what is your clincher will you give a better finance option will you get give him a extra freebie will you give him a extended warranty i don't know there could be a some clincher and that is where you need to work very closely with your marketing with your finance there will be customers who have either similar or just little less than similar environments what is our clincher to pull them across and this is not a one person decision so don't take the entire pressure on you these are the discussions that you need to have in your qbr in your review meetings that here are 10 customers there is a pattern that if you take price of the table feature to feature benefit to benefit it's almost comparable so what is our differentiator dig deep into that and throw those and not throw sorry and couple those differentiators with a price point together becomes your clincher with the customer and so if you try this exercise and perfect it over time you will see most customers come around to seeing value in your product i know i don't mean to make it very simple like this because it's not like a you try this and it works to the t this will have to be done across the entire length and breadth of the organization remember you just spoke to one person you've got to speak with seven of them if you try and repeat this exercise with seven of them three in the it and four in the non it then the chances of you closing the deal will be that much more clearly this is more applicable in the large enterprise space where there are so many people in a smaller smb side of the house much of this might not be applicable then you are talking to the ceo or the owner or the proprietor then maybe you could speak to one more person and try this approach you know past to present 
and then can you take them handhold them from present to the future like i said is this a 100% foolproof method answer is no but in the event your other methods are not working could might as well try this and see where it leads you to so mr balgari to address your question bant budget authority need and time frame is important gets covered does not mean that you have to go in a particular sequence it could go in any particular sequence the idea is to capture the bant information as early in the sales cycle as you can rather than towards the end the earlier you know who is your customer vis-a-vis who is not your customer is the key to closing deals and meeting your forecast more accurately i hope it helps you a little bit and anyone else who's going through a similar situation if you have any further doubts comments or suggestions by all means leave me a note send me a voice message and i'll try and address them in the next episode so till then enjoy the banter with your customer and happy closing sales folks and that's about it for this episode of bus talk i do hope you had a good time listening as much as i had sharing these thoughts with you and if you did just scroll below and find other episodes of bus talk share it with others who might appreciate similar content Here's the good news though if you had any specific questions or want me to cover a specific topic which matters to you send me a note on my email gyanban@gmail.com which is g y a n b a n @gmail.com and I'll include them in the subsequent episodes or you could leave me a voice message using the link below reach me on my social media handles on twitter facebook and instagram #gyanban that's gyanban or you could go on to podpage.com/bustalk that's b a s t l k so be sure to tune in next week there's a fascinating episode coming right up and till then stay safe stay well and bring your a game to work You were listening to Bus Talk, and I'm your host, GB. Peace out.